to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Matt Wagner from Radio and Television Experts, a company that leverages celebrity endorsements on radio and television to help promote agents across the United States. A former marketing consultant for Clear Channel, Matt achieved remarkable success in the broadcast advertising market back in 2001, a success that eventually blossomed into today's radio and television experts company in September of 2004. Today, Wagner has become known around the industry as the premier consultant for helping top agents effectively use media to become local celebrities in their area and create a steady flow of easily converted prospects. Now, Let's welcome Matt to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So in the industry, guys, there's a lot of people that are selling products and services to help enhance your business. There's a lot of people that are selling things that I think we could, and we do call them out on this radio show on a regular basis, could be classified as more gimmicks than something that's proven to work. Well, that's not the case with Matt Wagner and the product that he sells, radio and TV advertising. Uh, Matt and I have known each other for a long time. I send referrals of folks that are ready for radio uh, ads to Matt, radio and TV stuff to Matt, and he sends me coaching clients back. You know, and the reality of it is, is that the best of the best agents all have usually one or multiple forms of mass media going for them, and these are agents that have kiss, consistently sold over a hundred homes. Uh, year in and year out. And some of these, you know, obviously we're talking about agents that like, you know, I'm thinking of Chris Heller in San Diego, for example. You know, I'm thinking of a lot of like Lance and Karen Kenmore up in Washington State. A lot of these other agents who have been very consistent at selling high volume. Of course, it's not only for them. You know, radio isn't only for them. But when you're at that level, if you want to go to the next level, chances are you're going to need to employ something like uh, radio um, advertising, if not, you know, also include TV advertising, as I know Matt is also doing now as well. So, Matt Wagner, welcome to today's radio show. I appreciate you being my co-host. Hey, Tim. Thanks so much. Great, great talk with you again, as always. Yeah. So, we've got a long list of questions. I was looking through the questions right before the radio show. Um, a lot of interesting stuff. Frankly, the questions are, uh, we were doing a bit of educating um, stuff I didn't know about you, so that's kind of cool. But I thought we'd get to the practical first off, because a lot of the uh, agents are going to be listening, you know, 50,000 regular listeners and growing, and they're going to be listening to this. And they're going to be thinking, oh, my gosh, radio is what I've been looking for. And in maybe some cases that is what they've been looking for. But do you mind if we kind of skip to the hard questions first, because that's kind of the, how we run this show, where we give them the, you know, real practical first. Is radio the right fit? Who is radio not the right fit for? Let's kind of start with that question. That's a great question, Tim. I wish more people had asked that because that's usually one of the first things we talk about with people. And, and the reality is there's a lot of tears to growing a business. I, I use the analogy a lot. If you were a phenomenal chef, I mean, you made the best steak in all of Austin, right? Should you start a restaurant? Well, what happens if you start the restaurant, but you don't have a wait staff, you don't have a hostess, you, you know, you're, you're limited on size, you're going to get killed. You could be a phenomenal chef. But the fact is, if you can't handle the influx that happens, it's only going to mean unhappy customers, or, and that can kill a brand really quickly. So that said, really a person should be doing enough volume that they've got a team built, 
There's a lot of layers of business. and th- That's why I love to work with coaches like you because you're going to get people to that point where they, they can start looking at other avenues. It's funny. I used to think, it's funny you mentioned Chris as an example. I used to, he's a, a coach with, with a, a well-known coach. And basically, I used to think that any time I dealt with someone who was coached by this one person, that, oh, they'll, they'll just never do radio. What I discovered was it wasn't, the radio wasn't the problem. It was the fact that most agents are never at a certain level of business where they can really look at it as the right thing to do at that right time. And once I understood that, it made a lot of sense. So being able to, you know, have someone like you to help guide them really makes a lot of sense because then, you know, they can know when when it's the right time. So if you're asking me the question to come back to what your question was, you know, usually they should have at least, you know, a good admin person. They should have at least a couple of buyer agents. Ideally, if they can be having someone handling their listings, is great. It's not always necessary, but at least a couple of buyer agents that can handle the listings that radio can generate. Because then they can, then they're not stuck. Because if the agent stuck's going on listings and going on uh, buyers, it'll kill them, and that's not the right fit. Well, yeah, I mean everything you're saying, and, and to use the parlance that we use is that basically you're talking about spokes on the wheel. That's I think what I, we're expressing the same Great thing. analogy. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so the more spokes you have on the wheel, the stronger your wheel is going to be. But radio should not be. And I'm not. I can't really make a blanket statement like that because I'm sure there's somebody out there, the one in you know 100 person that radio is like the perfect fit for them, and it might be you know who knows, right? Russell Shaw, I'm thinking of in Arizona. I mean, he kills on the radio, and he has for 20 years or something like that. But the reality of it is is that 99% of the other agents, the rest of us, we should be building our wheel based on sort of the fundamentals of real estate first. You've got to be building with the strongest spokes. Uh, and then after you've ma- uh, mastered those core spokes, generally speaking, radio is probably your fourth, maybe your seventh spoke that you add. So after you've really solidified your, you know, really your centers of influence, after you solidified your ability to generate leads consistently from, you know, the traditional things. And then you should start looking for things that are going to be more passive. Because here's what happens. As you've mastered those things first, those things, generally speaking, don't cost you any money, right? I mean, your centers right. of influence and past clients, your, you know, let's say you were going to work FISBOs and expires, all the core stuff. Once you've mastered that stuff and you're consistent with your cash flow, you're consistent with your production, then you can, frankly, afford radio. Um, and you probably have also scaled your business to the point where you can handle the volume that comes oftentimes. Um, and really, it's not just volumes of transactions. It's volumes of calls and inquiries. I mean, you're going to have to – it really does uh, elevate you to the next level. But to your point, I mean, if you're going to try to throw somebody in the mosh pit of radio and they're not ready for it, it's just going to, they're going to go down in flames and – you know, it's a balancing act. You know, it's got to be a pain for you, Matt, to try to figure out who's a good fit or who isn't. Because if someone comes with a like a background like yours, where they understand the power of radio and mass media, and they get their real estate licenses, uh, and then you're trying to say, well, you you know, you just got your real estate license. I, there was a couple. I'll give you an example. When Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, there was this couple, and they were um, they broadcast. They were the what do you call them? The, the, uh, they were on the news every night. They were news readers, you know, on Channel Six. And they quit, and they got into real estate. No previous experience. And they started doing mass media because that's what they knew. And just within like a year, they dominated their market. So there is that 1% where it does work for them. But for the most part, guys, this is something you add to your business. Um, you know, After you've mastered the most important spokes, after you have consistent deal flow, and certainly after you, you have consistent cash flow. So let's get to some numbers. What are the typical budgets that you prescribe when somebody's getting started with you and I know results do vary, but what kind of results would you expect someone to get? 
Well, it, it's as far as budget, I'll, I'll, I'll tack that first and result, results after that. So budget, a lot of it depends on your local market. I mean, for example, if you're in L.A., pricing is going to be a lot, diff, a lot different than it's going to be, you know, in Tyler, Texas, you know, for example. Whereas Tyler, Texas, you can buy radio spots for, you know, 20, 30, 50 bucks versus L.A. where, you know, a good, there could be 20, 30 stations and it could range, you know, anywhere from, you know, $200 to $1,500 a spot. So it really just depends on the market size. And, and, and really that's based on population. So, for example, one station may have, you know, 5,000 listeners. Another station might have 200,000 listeners or half a million listeners. So that's really what gauges a lot of the pricing on it. So it just depends on your market area. And also if the, the challenge I run into a lot is where you, you have somebody like, say, you know, you're, you lived in L.A., you know, Tim, say you lived in Orange County, but you want to advertise just your little corner of Orange County when all of it is in, you get all of L.A. So it doesn't make sense for somebody to advertise just for one little section whether, when uh, geographically they may be getting a listing call 60 minutes away. And so now they're fighting traffic to, to manage a business that really is not in their own little corner. So that's a factor to consider as well as far as the reach of it. But, but as far as results, I mean, if it's done the right way, there's several factors as to why it works and why it doesn't work. And just being on the radio is, is just like putting up a billboard. It's just like putting up a, sending a postcard out. It, there's a lot of factors. You've got to have the right message. You've got to have the right call to action. You've got to have the right, you know, the, the right elements to make it successful. And, and that's, if those aren't there, just being on the radio or just being on TV is no guarantee that it's going to work. But when it does work, I mean, when we've, we've kind of, we've spent, you know, I was in radio for 10 years before I discovered real estate in the last 12 years. We've fine-tuned our message carefully, tested different things. I mean, I probably, geez, I've probably done about four or 5,000 commercials that, we, that we've put together. So we've figured out what works and what doesn't work. And when it works, I look at guys like Rob Dukansky in, in Jersey, where he was spent Jersey 101.5. He was on the number one, the only station that's based in Jersey uh, that comes in, uh, in New York City. He's on the Jersey side of that. He went up, I think, his first week out of the year. I think we got like to like 36, 37 calls, and he listed about eight homes out of it, and it just hit the ground running from there. His first year in radio, I mean, he was at about 600,000 GCI, bumped to 2.2 million. I mean, it was insane. Let, let me let me jump in here. You just said you said four things, and I'm, I'm I can't write down as fast as you're saying, but it's worth repeating. <laughs> so so the radio ads. First of all, I, I want everyone to hear what he's saying. Um, so first of all, he's not just selling you radio spots. What he essentially is doing is coaching you, and I think in many ways telling you what radio spots work. He's giving you a script of what to read. He's then identifying the local radio stations that are most appropriate, that he knows from his own experience and experience with obviously a lot of other agents, what type of radio shows to run the spots on. So he's already done all the homework. Uh, Julie and I did a little bit of radio when we sold real estate, and we did it all wrong. And had I had someone like Matt in my corner, that would have made all the difference in the world. You know, some of you guys have done AM radio shows, and, you know, in some markets, those work great. In some uh, markets, FM works great, but the reality of it is, is I'm sure talk radio works the best. But the other thing he said, and I want everyone to listen, uh, we're going after sellers with these radio ads. That's what these radio ads are geared towards. They're not, I don't even know if you're running any buyer radio ads, are you? I've never heard of you doing that, Matt. No, you know, I, I find that buyers go, out, go on the Internet. I mean, that's, that's where they search. 
And whenever we've tried to go after buyers, it just, even when we had screaming deals back several years ago, it's just, it's just a real shot in the dark. I mean, it's just, it, people, people think, think of your, think of the, the conversion. We look at an average, and, and then you say the numbers, right? I mean, the average website conversion for buyer conversion is usually one, maybe two or three percent. I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal agent that's converted two or three percent of their buyer leads. Radio, listing side, they'll convert 50 to 100% of their, of their calls. Yeah, let me reinforce that, Matt, because that's true. And you, I think you kind of downplayed, actually, the effect that radio has when you go after a listing. Uh, because when you go after a listing and they heard you on the radio, uh, it makes a huge difference. You're essentially, you're not just like the other agents. You're, it, well, you know, Matt, we should talk about the spots, I think, really, so for these guys to understand why it does sort of make them I hate using this word because it's an ego word, but it's so true. It makes them a celebrity in their markets. It really does. If they run enough spots, they become well-known. And then when you walk into a seller's house and you're the person they heard on radio that that host was endorsing through a commercial, it's not really a level playing field with anyone else you might compete with. Um, and the reality of it is, is oftentimes, and I know this from because of the fact I coach, you know, we, Matt and I share clients, they walk in on these as a result of a radio lead, they're not competing because the person feels like they're not just, you know, they, they have an opportunity to list with the real estate guy from the radio. So it's, it's kind of a big deal for a lot of people. So th- there are a lot of little, um, you know, there are a lot of little powers that go in play when you're doing stuff like that. It's kind of intangible. It's kind of hard to describe. But having had that sort of experience, my own real estate background and sort of, you know, for the past over a decade coaching agents that have done radio and other things, there is this intangible power that comes along with doing mass media that literally does make you more money. No, I would, I, I would, I would agree. And I think it's, it's, there's a lot of ways. That, what I've just found is that when people follow the formula, it works. When we've just found that when people miss elements of the formula and figure out, oh, I can do this better myself. It's, it lacks something. And, and just from experience, it's right. It's like you've probably done with your listing presentations. You've got certain elements that if you do it in order and the progression, it works. And you start deviating from the scripts and dialogue that you know are successful. It, it doesn't work and it changes the results. And that's, I think what, what's, what's an important factor in a lot of this. I mean, we've, we've done a lot of trial and error. I mean, it's, and there's, there's a finite way to do it. And even if, cause I, the, one of the things I get a lot too is that when people want to work with me, and I'm already working with an agent in a market, like like San Diego, for example, like with Chris Heller. I mean, even if Chris would let me, I offer market exclusivity, you know, for that. Even if he let me work with somebody else, the challenge is where would I where would I put him? I mean, if I already know the right place, the right system to do it, and he's got exclusivity with with, with certain things, even if I could, it wouldn't be as effective. And I think that's something really important. To realize it's 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 not that I don't want anybody else. It's just the fact that once I gobble up the best approach, it's really hard to duplicate that for somebody else and be successful. Well, and so but you just said something else there, right? So you offer market exclusivity, which means that you're not going to be competing against uh, somebody saying the exact same thing on another. You know, so there is market exclusivity when you work with Matt. So there's a lot of other inherent. And so Matt, I know what everyone's thinking, and I think you probably know what everyone's wondering too. Tell us about the ads. Can we kind of, I mean, can we just jump in and tell them what the elements are of the perfect radio ad? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the idea is is that we've we've negotiated deals with you know with people like Barbara Corcoran on TV that we're excited about, or Rush Limbaugh, or Sean Hannity. I'm, I'm not Rush. I'm sorry, we run out of the show, but we're working on Rush. But the um, uh, Glenn Beck, 
other people that are that are high, that we study that we see are highly influential, and because we bring them so much business, you know, they they prefer our agents just because they know that we've vetted them, that we're not going to bring them. They're much as they're as much concerned about their own image as they are about making money. So if I they know that when I bring them an agent, that they're going to have somebody that, that that's quality. They're not going to have to worry about. They're not going to have to wonder what's this guy doing in the marketplace to ruin my name on the radio. So they take that very seriously. So I'm big on getting the right person because if I get the right person, whether it's national or local, if I've got the right one, and obviously our track record of credibility, you know, carries some weight with these guys. They know that we're that we know what we're doing. We we really sell the agent as well. So that's a big part of it, you know, and then and with each person, they're going to have elements in their team that we can see call to actions that we know, we know work. I mean, we've worked with them, we've talked with them, we've figured out what's the best formula for them in their marketplace given competition in the local market. So, you know, we, we, put, we put the right message out there and we know the right times to buy. So we look at when's, when's our best bet going to be and you know, after being around radio for 25, 30 years, I mean, you get to figure out what, what works and what doesn't. But what's more important is we look at, I look at like a station, for example. If I know a certain certain type of listener, when are they going to be most listening? When are they, what's going to appeal to them? Based on like, for example, if I know Columbus, Ohio, I might compare that to like, you know, like a Dayton, Ohio, or like a market of a similar size that's that's got a similar background. Those are all factors we take into consideration. So there's not a, there's not necessarily a cookie cutter approach that we do every single time. For some people, a talk show is the best option for them. For some people, morning drives great. For some people, I've done successful spots in middays or late afternoon. It really depends on each market, each station, each personality, where I think the money is. I, I often tell people, there's gold, there's gold in your market. My job is to go out and find the gold, find the oil, oil well, and pump that baby until we make as much money as we can. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's take a quick commercial break because I need to fresh up my cup of coffee. And when we come back, Matt, let's actually drill down because you, you talked a lot there. You, you mentioned a couple things I think our listeners are definitely going to want more information about. This is a celebrity endorsement, i.e. the radio, pers- you know, the well-known radio uh, talk show host is essentially tied to the ads and doing a direct endorsement. And then let's also talk about the actual copy, the things that are said in the ads, so our listeners can really kind of you know, have these ideas float around in their head. And maybe they're ready for radio now and they're going to give you a call, or maybe two or three years from now when they're at, ready to add that fifth, sixth, seventh spoke, they're ready for you then. So let's take a quick commercial break, guys, and when we come back, we're going to get to the meat of what makes for a very powerful radio ad. According to the National Association of Realtors, only 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need one too. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today, Tim and Julie Harris. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what HGTV star and Atlanta top producer Colette McDonald has to say. Hi, my name is Colette McDonald, and I'm with Remax in Atlanta, Georgia. I just wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to Tim and Julie Harris. I've been a coaching client of theirs for the last four years. When I first started in this business 12 years ago, I was very successful, did a great amount of business, averaged between 8 and 10 million a year. 
When I contracted with Tim and Julie to be my graduate level coaches, my production increased by 20% per year. I am now trending 30 million this year. That's amazing results over four years of working with Tim and Julie Harris. I highly recommend them. Tiger Woods has a coach. And why does he have a coach? Because he can't see his swing. If you do what they tell you to, you will see huge results. I am living proof. Only Tim and Julie Harris provide powerful one-on-one -on -one coaching along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action now and visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. There's no risk, no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one -on -one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's market. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You know, you know, Matt, Colette McDonald actually would be a perfect client for you. Email me after the call and I'll connect you if, you, if you're looking for anybody. Nice. Where's she located? She's in Atlanta. She's in the Buckhead Sorry. area. She's, she's phenomenal. And actually that uh, ad's a little outdated. I think she's tracking, I, like, I think she did like $40 million, and this year she has a goal of doing $60 million. So if you're looking That's for awesome. anyone in that particular area, yeah, she's one of Julie's personal clients. Yeah, she's great too. It's huge fun. No, I, right. I, I know a lot of your clients, and I, and I, I can testify to the ad. You could probably get to spend another hour having different testimonials like that at least of so many different people that have helped you guys. That's uh, Well, but that's likewise, I mean, we don't need to start a mutual admiration society, but truthfully, I mean, some of my favorite clients have come from you, and I hopefully, you know, it's gone both ways because we attract the same type of people, Matt. We attract people that are, you know, realtors that have sort of transcended and are business people, and there are business people that are serious about running a profitable business, and they're looking for ways to sort of streamline and, you know, leverage what's available out there. So, yeah, I appreciate that. So let's talk about the mechanics of a really killer ad. But, again, I think it's important that the listeners understand this isn't just a straight-up ad like what they just listened to. Well, actually, it sort of is. Your ads are similar to that where there is somebody giving an endorsement. But it is the Sean Hannity, for example. So can you walk them through how it works and then also tell them – maybe you can use Barbara as an example, you know, because she's, a, I think, a nationally well-known real estate expert. And then also tell them what maybe some of the copy is. Tell them what really works as far as the call to actions. Well, I mean, you know, there's with with, with Barbara. I mean, I, I can't get I can't I can't get too much into my secret sauce, but you know, the well, they can um, the run, they can Barbara, watch the ads and know, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But the um, the thing with Barbara is that she's very careful on wanting to make sure that an agent is is the top of their game. And one thing she said in conversation, you know, she loves it when I when I when I pull out like the best agent from Columbus or the best agent from. Atlanta or from Austin, you know, that way she knows that she's endorsing somebody solid. So just, you know, being able to be pointed, you know, we talk to our sellers and basically show the fact that we establish in the mind of the, of the, of the listener, why this person, you know, can, is, is the best at selling their home. The fact is they attract more business. They, they, on average will sell a home every 24 hours and they do the business and they, and they offer things that nobody else can offer, you know, and that, and that's, in really by knowing who we want to go after, what's going to connect with people, and the fact that, you know, they're free if, if, if you know, if, if things aren't working, they got the out. I mean, Russell Shaw made the easy exit listing very popular back in the day, you know, for that reason. So, I mean, it's, 
you know, it, it, we work on that with each person because we have tweaked it for some people. We have used some certain things in their market that work better than others. But I don't, I don't go after short sales. I don't go after, you know, I don't just go after, you know, any type of business. We're pretty selective on, on what we try to talk to people about. Right, exactly. And so what it is, it's like uh, Barbara Corcoran, when she's doing an endorsement for Lance and Karen Kenmore, right, mutual clients, uh, it's, it's not it, – She's it, and this, these are TV spots that run in their – this idea of yours, this tie-in conceptually was brilliant, I think, you know, doing Barbara Corcoran. He, so, guys, <laughs> Matt is very humble, I could tell. You, he's from Oklahoma, guys, so, you know, I'm from Ohio, and it's very hard for people from our upbringings to brag about or even seem slightly boastful, so I have to kind of do it for Matt. <laughs> so the concept here was is that you guys know that Barbara Corcoran is on Shark Tank. Barbara Corcoran started this really brilliant real estate brokerage, and she sold it for hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, her success story is phenomenal, really class act lady. So uh, during the Shark Tank commercials, um, in a lo- so you guys don't know this, or maybe you do, but you can localize your TV ads through cable. So you can literally have, you know, Matt used Orange County as an example. You can actually not just run a cable ad in Orange County, but you can actually pick kind of niche down and drill down into a specific area of Orange County where you want your cable TV ads to run. So Matt had the idea of why don't we have Barbara Corcoran endorse some of our clients. Um, and it's literally a commercial where they're standing there with Barbara in some cases, not in every cases, but in some cases, and Barbara's literally got arms around him and giving him an endorsement. I mean, that that has to be a powerful endorsement for agents. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's a, it, you can actually see them on my website. Um, radioandtelevisionexperts.com. We actually put some of the commercials right up there, and it's under "Get Endorsed by Barbara," and you can see it see it on there. But the um, yeah, I mean the the thing that the thing that it is when you when she's been known on on the show, Shark Tank's been huge for the last six years, right? So she's positioned every show as the real estate mogul who handpicks the best entrepreneurs. So after you're watching it, it's got just a cult following of viewers. So now you trust her, right? I mean, now you feel like, well, if she's going to recommend somebody, I'm going to believe it. So now when the commercial plays, the cool, the exciting part about it is most, when I first approached her about the concept, I was like, why don't you add, why don't you endorse more of your clients you've taken on as partners? And she said, well, they can't afford national advertising. I'm like, well, what about on a local level? And she never thought about that. I said, well, I got agents that are on a local level that are advertising that collectively, I mean, her talent fee starts at half a million dollars if you're going to pay to get an endorsement by her. That's why you don't see a lot of sharks on TV because they want serious money. It's a top-rated show. So we came in and said, well, what if I brought you 100 clients out of the box that all paid 6000 Done. Got it done. So we did. <laughs> Imagine that. So now, so, you know, because we buy in bulk, right, we've got, you know, 200 agents. We can come in and I say, all right, who's in? And so I got Lance, Lance Kenmore was one of them, Chris Heller was another one of them. So basically, we line up 100 agents that are now, we, we cut individual spots for. We're able to create, you know, create this, and, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, now to run a commercial during Shark Tank is pretty surreal. I mean, you got one of the stars of the show. So the, the big battle you face on TV advertising is TiVo, right? I mean, that's... That's one of the, the challenges. And, and even with radio, you can get lost in the shuffle very easily. The reason I've really focused in on celebrities is that, let's face it, you're watching Shark Tank, right? I mean, I, I TiVo it. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching on tape. I see the commercials come out. I start fast forwarding. Well, when I see her, she's a star of the show. I'm curious. Ah, I wonder what Barbara's got to say. I stop. I rewind and I watch the commercial. 
I picked up that tip from American Idol because back in the day, I don't really watch anymore, but back in the day, they were losing people because they were taping the show. So right in the middle of the stop set of commercials, they would, right in the middle, you would have, you would have a behind-the-scenes stage of the performers. And that's when they would, that you would think the show's back starting again. So you'd stop and you'd rewind and you'd play it. Almost every time after that segment, you'd see like Coca-Cola, Chevy. It, it was no accident. They strategically positioned themselves after that break so they would catch it. So that's where the idea started was how can I do that on a show like, you know, Shark Tank? So, because it's, it's all like investors, entrepreneurs, families watching it. It's got the biggest audience on Friday night of any TV show. And yeah, I think now it's, it's, I think it's, I think Shark Tank. I think it's beyond that now. I think Shark Tank has transcended just top rated on Friday night. I'm pretty sure it's the number one show on cable now. Oh yeah, on, on CNBC, it, it's the number one show on all of CNBC. It's spurred oh, off okay. like the the, the 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 restaurant shows. It's spurred off the profit. It's shared off a lot of other shows that along the same lines. It's 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 entrepreneur TV. You know, feeding yep. the American dream, right? So now with cable, that opened up a lot of new avenues. You mentioned Orange County. A really good example, like Burbank, um, Brad Corp, one of my clients there, got a, got a, a $1.2 million listing from running an ad that only cost $75 to run <laughs> in his zone on cable on Shark Tank. I mean, cable's opened up a whole new avenue for us where we could advertise in smaller niche markets that, that we didn't have before. And so that's what I'm really excited about with this deal with Barbara. And Barbara loves it. I mean, we did a filming in New York. I mean, how many celebrities would take all day to do walk-down-the-hallway shots with, with clients? We, we pumped out 45 people in one day that were all inside an office. Actually, it was Montel Williams' office. For, for when you see the commercial, it's, I didn't realize until we went in one of his back rooms and we saw his books. But, but anyway, it was a profession. It was right in New York City. And it, it was so funny, Tim. It's like, it's like watching kids in a candy store. It's like Barbara's like the Mother Teresa to like these agents. And so they're like, they're all getting dolled up in, in, in makeup and stuff and like meeting her. That's all over Facebook. And they're just, they just, it was cool watching them have a lot of fun meeting somebody who's meant so much to them in their career. And well, so it is. It's all. You know, what you and I are talking about during the whole uh, show today, and we have to wrap, is that you really, this is an, the ultimate differentiator. The big question, Matt, and I'm sure you have heard this too, in one form or another, the fear that agents, uh, you know, the question they fear getting ultimately is, uh, what makes you different? Why should I list with you? Or some form of that question. And sure. the nice thing when you do stuff like this is that you don't get that question. This preempts that question. Because when you can roll in there and you do have that sort of presence because they've seen you on TV, because they've seen, heard you on the radio. And, of course, you know, you have the same – it's essentially, guys, for those of you who are not ready for this spoke on your wheel, it's similar to a referral. It's the same type of sort of, um, you know, you know you got the business kind of thing because it was a referral from a mutual friend, that kind of thing, or a past client. It's that level of confidence that you can have. You guys know who've worked referral business before. A lot of times you don't have to go in there and compete because they've already decided to work with you because of whatever and whatever reason, Right. So this is the same thing. It has the same type of power. So, Matt, a question I'd like to end with. Um, what questions should I have asked you that I didn't, or what would you like our listeners to know that maybe I didn't, uh, we didn't pull out during today's show? 
I would just say that I may, and I apologize in advance because we do have a waiting list. I mean, there's I can only do one per market, and but don't think that a no today is a no tomorrow, because we've had people that sometimes go a different path after after you know a period of time, and we've had people that like I think I think there's one market where I went through two agents and they just went different paths. And then I wound up with the same guy. I've had him now for six years, and he's been a, a top Wall Street Journal agent for many years. So just because, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's nothing personal. It's just a matter that I'm, if I was working with you in Columbus and somebody doing three times your volume came to me and offered more money, I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity for, for a checkbook. And I think that's, that's what's kept us in business for 10 years, growing every year and, and, and growing every month. So I, I, if, if that makes sense, I mean, I, and that's no, I understand that, completely. I, 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 mean, I hate disappointing yeah. people. Well, we're we're gonna we're evolving our real estate coaching practice so that we don't have an oversaturation of coaching students in one particular geographic area for very similar reasons. You know, I, our scripts are all copyrighted. Our practices, our systems, everything that we teach you guys to do, it's all exclusive to us. And I, you know, how are you going to have something? You know, your USPs that Matt, that Matt touched on. That's what we were talking about. You know, briefly before. You know, the USPs that you have should be unique to you. Otherwise, they're not unique selling propositions. And so the benefit of working with Matt is that when you are in one of his clients, you're not going to run up against uh, one other one of his clients that you're directly competing with. So that's very powerful, guys. You know, it's something to keep in mind, especially if you're ready to add one of these spokes. Mr. Wagner, we could have talked for hours and hours and hours and hours. I really appreciate um, you being on the radio show today. I've actually learned a lot. And I'm sorry, by the way, you and I had a list of prepared questions. I was just glancing at it. I think we maybe covered four or five. But I do think we really provide a lot of great value for our listeners today. And if anyone wants to get a hold of you, Matt, what we're going to do is make it super easy. In the show description, like you know, of all the 50,000-plus listeners we have, most of them listen on mobile devices. So in the show description, guys, we're going to include a direct link to Matt's website, uh, please remember what he said. He can't just universally take everybody. He does have waiting lists, and I know for a fact, you know, I tried to send him clients, many clients in L.A. that want to use him, and he said, sorry, I'm all booked up for L.A. So don't be discouraged. You'll go on a wait list. You never know, right? Um, but, yeah, in many parts of the country, I mean, you're adding territories. You mentioned that to me a couple months ago, right? So you are actively yep. looking. And so, you're right, so, you know, click the link, see if you're a fit, see if uh, he's a fit for you, and then go from there. Mr. Wagner, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Tim. Always a pleasure, and, uh, and keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you're, you're awesome, and I love you, brother. I appreciate it. Likewise. Everyone, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>